Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, tiny computer. Hello. Hi. That's Taryn. That's Sheridan. And this is Thanks, Thanks tiny, tiny Computer. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? <sighs> I guess I'm good. <laughs> well, uh, I have been thinking about how we all, as a family, watch Coco together. Oh, yeah. That was really good. It was so good. Oh, man. Uh, I'd seen it like five times before, but I felt like it was just, I actually felt so much more uplifted by it. I thought, I mean, I still sobbed a couple of times, but I thought I, I was instantly regretting it because I was like, oh my God, Sheridan's right. Is this too soon with everything that we're going through as a family? And, and actually I felt so much like it made me feel happier. Yeah, definitely felt good. I think also watching with everybody was good. Now, if I had been at home watching it alone, I might have been a little bit more depressed, but... Oh, I was ugly crying, uh, even with everybody there. You all were there. I, I kept it together, but... It's just such a beautifully animated film and... So beautiful. Wonderful story. Uh, we highly recommend Coco. The music is so good. It's so good. Uh, it really is such a sweet story, and it is really beautifully done. So. I've been listening to it on Spotify. Oh, aren't you sweet? I think I saw Noah crying. Too, when we're watching it yeah i wanted to look back at you guys but i was just like <laughs> sitting on the floor wincing it i didn't want to look at anyone in case they were crying because like i wanted to give them privacy because i hate when people look at me when i'm crying in a movie <laughs> oh my God. don't look at me makes me think of time travelers why oh my god i just saw like on oh so carly gave me a Amazon Fire Stick. Uh-huh. So I have like this cool new TV and I have all my things uploaded and I can use a remote and it's like I'm an adult with a real TV. I, I guess I don't know what you were doing before. I was hooking the computer up to there. The, and so I would oh. play all of our st- shows through the computer into the TV. Thanks for stealing my Christmas idea, Carly. Really? No. <laughs> I was like, cool, I get something different and I have a Fire Stick still. Um, just kidding. Um, So... Now it like shows like little ads or whatever, and it was like something for time travel, time traveler's wife, and I was like, <laughs> like thinking of how sad I always was about that movie. And book. that is an excellent book if you haven't read it. And then when the movie came out, which I ugly cried in the book, yes. And so Sheridan and I read it together. So we went to go see it together. We both cried in the book. So we were mentally preparing for sobbing through the movie. And boy, did we not disappoint. We delivered on the sobbing. At one point, I look over at Sheridan. We're sitting in a movie theater. So the light from the movie is reflecting onto her face. And she has full-blown, ugly sob cry face. And I lost it. I just started, like, scream laughing. And she's yelling at me to shh. (laughs) I'd also like to mention at this point in the story that I don't ever cry pretty, so <laughs> there's no difference in any of my crying. Well, it, there, cry. when there's like a gentle tear because it was an emotional moment. Nope, I no. look atrocious still. It was like I, I was I was crying like I was watching a movie of everybody in my family being murdered, and I and it's not that sad. I have since watched it and was able to hold it together. 
but I think it's just still so fresh from reading the book right after, right before I mean. And man, it's such an emotional story. And so then seeing it, I was just like, I know it's going to happen. As soon as the movie started, I started bawling. I couldn't stop crying. And man, there luckily there was only like two or three other groups of people in there. And I was just like, I don't feel bad. Y'all, if you didn't know what was happening. <laughs> I haven't seen it since then. I haven't really like, I'm like, I don't need to. Yeah, Carly wanted to watch it with me um, when it had come out, like, on DVD. And she said, watch it with me. And I was like, no. I saw it in the movie theater. It does nothing for me anymore. I just cry. <laughs> She's like, you won't cry like that. You've already seen it. You know what to expect. And I was like, Carly, I read the book. You I mean, obviously don't know me, yeah. Carly. I was like, I watch Bambi right now and cry. So, um, anyway, so I finally gave in and I watched it with her. And I was like, fine. I was like... I can, I'm brave. I just sat there acting like I felt nothing. And then right as it was ending, I was sitting on a couch and I just reached over and I grabbed the pillow next to me and I put it over my face and I just started like sobbing again. It was just like, I had held it in the whole movie and I was just like, like that. So I was like, don't look at me. But anyways, sorry, I hijacked your, your, uh, Oh, that's okay. That's what this podcast is about. Oh, hijacking. Hijackings. <laughs> what you guys didn't know is that this podcast is actually about hijackings. <laughs> We've just been warming you up with other things, and now we're going to get into it. All right. I'm just kidding. I can't think of anything fast enough to talk about hijackings. I know. The first thing that came to my mind was that um, the movie where they plane ride the soccer team it's a based on a true story and the soccer team crashes into the andes mountains i believe yeah i know it wasn't a hijacking it was just a plane wreck but that's exactly I think the movie's called alive oh god that movie is so good it's and ethan everyone Hawk, right? is hot in it yeah. everybody is hot in yeah, it but ethan hawk's in it i bet there's even hotter people in it maybe as he's the only one i can remember that. well it's supposed to be the 70s so everyone has a beard it looks so good. I wonder why people make those animal sounds now with their mouths. It's like a new trend. Everyone's got to make that clicking sound with their mouth. It's just me. No, Devin does it. The kids do it. It's like everyone has started doing it. It's a TikTok challenge. Sorry. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> All right. So I've been making a list and checking it twice. That's so funny. I was talking to somebody about how you love lists, making lists on the podcast. I do. Everything I do is a list on here. I know. I can't stop myself, and I do it at work. Listen, I love lists. I have lists all over the house. I just threw a list away this morning. You just made a list just now sitting with me. I just don't do a list on the podcast like you do. I know. It's weird how your brain... I'm just a list. I have to see it laid out. But anyways, I, I didn't really check it twice, but I <laughs> I really desperately... But she really is Santa Claus. I... Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Shh. Oh, you don't tell anybody. That was my chair. Excuse me. Oh, God. <laughs> this chair is tired of me sitting on I it. I really, really, really want to go to Ikea. And I have a list together of all the things I want to get. I have to go soon. I, I need to go when you go. Okay. I, I really do. Well, let's put it on the calendar. I got pretty obsessed with it for like just once and things like that. But this is needs. Now I'm working on things I actually need for my house. That's probably smarter. Than doing once. Yeah. So anyways, I, when you go, I want to go. And I really want to redo my bathroom. I would love to get a new bathtub if Ikea had those. That would be great. But anyways, I just want to kind of spruce it up a little bit. And, um, you know, 
make it some bathroom goals, bathroom dreams. You could do your bathroom kind of like our Louisville bathroom because you have that big blank wall. Mm-hmm. You could get those. <gasps> That's the best idea ever. See, like, this is why you talk your dreams out with people. And I'm going to mime them for the podcast. Oh, she, you couldn't see what she said, but I love the idea. <laughs> Don't tell them what you said. I'll post a picture when I remake my bathroom. Did you get those from Ikea? They were already at the house, but they look very Ikea. They are probably from Ikea. Okay. You got anything else going on this Wait, week? what else is on your list? That's nothing else is on your list? No, you said you had a list. Oh, I just mean I have it ready to oh. go. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you the list now. I will, but I wasn't planning on it. It's you on usually tell us what's on your list. <sighs> Guys, there's a lot on this one, though. Well, my room. Mm, that's fun. Mm-hmm. These bookshelves in here are from Ikea. They're, I love them. They're so cute. Yeah, they're good. I like them. Um, so we played a new game called Secret Hitler. And it was so much fun. Uh, it, the hard part is you need many players, so you need at least five. And honestly, it would have been even funner if there had been 10 because we played like three rounds of it. And by the third round, we were all kind of figuring it out mm-hmm. quickly because there was just five of us, but. Oh, so someone's Hitler. Someone's Hitler. So, and depending on how many people there are, there's a couple more fascists. And then everyone else is liberals. Oh, okay. And the goal is to figure out who Hitler is um, and kill him. <laughs> so it's really fun. It's Were all you a- Hitler once? No, I wasn't. You know who was Hitler? Noah. You know who was a Nazi the whole time? Brian. Devin. Of course, Brian. Or, I mean, of course, Devin was. <laughs> Evan and Noah were Hitler. Nope. Brian? Noah and I were liberals the whole time. And Devin and Evan were rotated being Nazi, Hitler, Nazi, fascist. Um, and then Brian was Hitler once. Mm. And do you know that you're Hitler from the get-go? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty fun. It's okay. really fun. So I'll play have, it next time. You have like a secret identity. It's really fun. Yes. I highly recommend it if you that's want to awesome. fun. If you have a group of people you can play with. If you don't, it won't be any fun. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, if you're trying to play it by yourself, you're like, I don't know who's Hitler. I'm just kidding. You don't want to take us one of your. <laughs> I'm just saying. You spend a lot of time alone. You think this game looks fun, and then you can't play it by yourself. Are you asleep? <laughs> oh, okay. My eyes are sensitive to the sunniness. <laughs> It was gray for two days in a row. I'm not used to the sun being out anymore. Okay. Well, I've been really thinking about um, going back to school for something. Oh, yeah? And I say something very real. I have no idea what I would go back to school for right now. But I just kind of want to start maybe taking some online courses towards a new degree. I'm just expanding my horizons. Um, But disclaimer, if you're my principal and you're listening to this right now, I'm not going to quit teaching anytime soon. This is just, you know, a backup plan for the fallout of teaching. So (laughs) um, I took this assessment online the other day at work because I was working, but I decided it's time I start (laughs) planning my future right now. (laughs) So if I didn't have enough on my plate, I decided to start taking a 
assessment, um, interest assessment online. And, uh, you know, just to try to get some ideas for a new career and guess what it said I should be. An esthetician. <laughs> like probably close to 78 different types of education jobs. <laughs> and I was just like, well, listen, as an esthetician, you educate your clients constantly about skin. That's true. So, it, And it's it, only six months. Yeah, it kind of said like anything from daycare worker to a college professor. And I was like, well, there were some other really random things thrown in, but it was terrible. Um, it wasn't a really good assessment. I'd like to take a different one. I just didn't have time to like keep going through the different ones. But anyways, I'm trying to remember what TCC... What assessment they used. What Do you remember the name of yours? No. Oh. I just Googled it and clicked on the first one. Really in-depth research on how legitimate that site was. You know, <laughs> making sure it was really going to ask me the right hard-hitting questions to find out my future path in life. Well, I can try to go- see if mine's in my Gmail still from when I took that assessment like eight years ago. Okay. Yeah, you might have that in there. Gmail lasts a long time. It's true. Well, it's almost October. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my friend Leslie, she's a friend of the pod, if you recall. She's she, been on the pod. She's been on the pod. Uh, we're going to throw a little Halloween shindig and do something fun at her house. And Is there a specific theme, like a specific spooky theme? Or is it all things Halloween? We haven't had our official meeting. We had to reschedule it. So we we kind of know we want it to be blackish. Okay. Lots of black. Wow. There okay. might be some pointy hats involved. So witches? Maybe. Okay. Uh, we're Sorcerers? Sorcerers. Mickey Mouse. Oh, I like a spooky Mickey Mouse themed <laughs> Halloween party. <laughs> Mickey Mouse spooktacular comes to Tulsa. You know, we used to throw that annual Halloween party. Yep. And when we moved from the country, I gave away all of my Halloween decorations. All of them. When you moved to the country or back from the country? Back from the country. Because I said, I ain't moving this stuff again. Yep. And I had the coolest candelabra. Taryn. That's my only regret. I really am mad at you about that. The candelabra. I'm sure you could look one up for a sale on Amazon.com. Truth. Do you know what you're doing for Halloween yet? Trick-or-treating, most likely, as long as the world cooperates. And then, but I don't know what Miller wants to be for Halloween. And last Halloween, on Halloween, while we're trick-or-treating, because she was Wednesday Adams, and she really sweetly asked me to be Morticia Adams and... I only wore that skin tight black dress because I love my daughter so very much. And I did it and we were walking around trick or treating dressed in that outfit. And I was freezing to death. And I told her, I said, and she was really cold too. She had on more clothes than I did, but I said, I don't care what you pick, but whatever you pick needs to be something warm. And then if it happens to be a warm night, we'll figure out, but it's, it's easier to take away than add two costumes. So If it's something that you can do that's warmer, let's pick that. And so she picked something at that time. She was like, I want to be this. Like, right off the bat, I can't remember what it was. And I was like, cool. So I asked her the other day. I was like, do you remember what you want to be for Halloween? She was like, no. 
I mean, that's a, a year-long commitment is she a lot for a little kid. She thinks about everything for a year, trust me. <laughs> she plans out what her birthday party theme will be for the next year. But she always changes it. Not always, but yeah, sometimes. But she hasn't told me what she wants to be. So I don't know what we're going to do. I need to start making costumes. It's a month away, basically. Yeah, you got to get on that. Mm-hmm. Because I always make her costumes. Last year's was so easy to make. I just she was bought so it. cute. It was so easy. So anyways, I don't really have anything else going on except for I just kind of need to get on the ball with that. That's all. Well, I I guess Halloween, it lands on a Friday. Saturday. Saturday. What time do people trick or treat? All day long. On a Saturday, it starts at like noon. goes until about 4 a.m. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, I'm Six very excited seven. to hand out uh trick-or-treater candies but i have this party i'm gonna have to figure that out yeah yeah are you gonna hand out candy at the halloween party i don't know that will be part of our meeting okay (laughs) well do you want to go and get started oh you don't have anything else going on this week god no (laughs) do you i i put all my stuff on my list that i've done so far this week I plan to make some egg salad. <laughs> no. I need to go to a grocery store. I need to do some laundry. Mostly everything I need to do this week is cho- chores. And I don't know what word I was just trying to say, but it wasn't the word chores. Luckily, chores came out, though. So. Well. Well. I guess I'll go first. Really? Again. <laughs> tricked y'all last time so as we have mentioned the last several episodes (laughs) we're really addicted to the show alone (laughs) we can't stop guys sorry Lindsay good Lindsay watch it I'm sure there's a book about it too (laughs) I'm sure there is it's on the history channel if you aren't tired of hearing about it yet just go watch it If you want to survive in the wilderness, go watch it. In one of the seasons, they are in Mongolia. And I realized I really didn't know very much about Mongolia. Okay. So I was Googling about it. Like, it's I knew it was near China and Russia, but I was like, where I want to see how big is it, blah, blah, blah. Um, But on the show, it just looks so desolate. The mountains, there's mountains in the background, but then, like, some of the... It's not woodsy. Mm -hmm. The trees are like chopped off looking, probably from freezing and breaking and catching on fire. Um, uh, There's meadows, rivers. It's pretty, but it's just, it looks harsh. Yeah. Um, A few things about Mongolia before we dive in. It's sandwiched between Russia and China. It's the second largest uh, landlocked country. It's about two and a half times bigger than Texas. And the population for the whole country is just upwards of 3 million. Wow. To put that into perspective for people who may not know about populations, Oklahoma's population is pushing 4 million. Wow. So it's very sparsely populated. Yes. I think it's like one. uh, I don't know. (laughs) Don't tell me. Come on. (laughs) Make it up. One person per mile. (laughs) No, I think it's one person per every three square miles or something like that. Wow. Okay. That could have been made up. (laughs) That probably was made up. (laughs) Not by the researchers, by us. Everyone in Mongolia is pretty much Buddhist. Okay. 
Um, the country is known as land of the eternal blue sky because it averages about 250 sunny days a year. Wow. Um, they have really short but hot summers and long freezing cold winters with temperatures as low as negative 22. Perfect. Or more. Sounds good. Um, it de- kind of depends on the region. Some pl- I've read some places were like negative 50, but I wasn't sure if that was in Celsius, so I didn't put it because I wanted to give you facts. But you just told us that it was... N- negative 22 degrees Fahrenheit is an accurate oh, okay. Thank number you. that I found on real the facts, Real yeah. facts. Real facts. Thank you, Wikipedia. We're real journalists bringing you the real stories. <laughs> The harsh climate makes it subject to a natural disaster that's unique to Mongolia alone called Zud. Oh. Have you heard of Zud? No. Zud is the result of... of wow, that's incredible. <laughs> of large populations of livestock getting wiped out from starvation or freezing or both. Oh my gosh. This is called a natural disaster? Mm-hmm. It causes massive economic impact on the country as the pastures are their, like, bread and butter. Oh, my God. I know. And what is their livestock there? Cows? They have cows, uh, camels, goats, horses. There are huge horse people there. Like, uh, there's all these quotes that were online about how, like, you wouldn't see a Mongolian without a horse. And there's, like, three million horses in the country and One per person. Exactly. <laughs> um, so it, it's a huge part of their life, being with a horse, being on a horse. Yeah. Because they're nomadic people. Yeah. They, well, a percentage of them are. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, obviously it's not a very big country, so. Well, they're, or a very populated country. And I think it's like 30% of the population is nomadic. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's not as much as, of course, all we hear about. Or- Mongolia is the stuff that these beautiful nomadic people are doing. And one of those things that I found most interesting, it, it comes from the nomadic people, is the ancient practice of Mongolian eagle hunting. <gasps> oh my gosh, yes. I know, I thought you'd like this. So this has been an ongoing tradition for more than 3,000 years. Another article I read that was on, like, a Mongolian tourism site, so it might be more accurate, but I don't really know, said 6,000 years. So. A long time. A very long time. Most of the hunters, eagle hunters, are members of traditional nomadic clans living in yurts in very rural areas of Mongolia. And they get their eagles at a very young age. So, and they're always female because female eagles are Faster, bigger, and better hunters than male eagles. That's right. Did you everybody hear that? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> so they get them, like, after they've hatched and they've grown a little bit, they get these eagles, and they train them to hunt until they're about 10 to 12 years old, and then they release them back into the wild. Wow. I know. Which I love that part of the story. It's a very... It's very, very ancient tradition for them, and they, like, hold that to themselves very dearly. It's, like, part of who they are. And so they um, have all these rituals, and when they're doing their, like, farewell with their eagle, it's obviously very challenging because you've spent 12 years with this 
beautiful creature. You both get to know each other. Yeah. Um. So they usually send them off with the full mutton. <laughs> What's that? A goat. What? <laughs> they give them a whole goat? Mm-hmm. And the eagle carries it away? I, well, my theory on this... No. <laughs> Sheridan looks concerned. I was like imagining like a cartoon eagle. I imagine trying to carry it. <laughs> He's like, "Could you guys give me a smaller going away gift?" I imagine they take the eagle out to where they're gonna leave it, and, and leave. they leave the goat there with it, so it has a food source for a while. Which these eagles know how to hunt. That is yeah. their purpose: is to hunt, and they bring the food back. To right, them. but they don't get. I mean, I know they get fed. I'm not saying that, but they know their goal is to hunt to. Provide it to them, mm-hmm. not necessarily to hunt to eat it right away. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Good it, point. That's incredible. And so, do you know how long an eagle lives? I after I the, didn't look that up. Lucky for you, I just googled <laughs> it because I knew you were going to say you didn't have the answer, but I wanted to know how much longer after the ten to twelve years the eagle would live in the wild. How old does the eagle live to? It says about twenty to thirty. Years. I was thinking twenty yeah. years. So they have quite a long life after they're released back into the wild. Isn't that crazy? So it's like a total... I love that part of the story because I feel like they respect... the Even though they're taking the eagle out of their natural habitat for a very important time in the eagle's life, I assume. It's, it's formative <laughs> years. Uh, it's still really nice that they return them. You know, and we they captured you from your mother until you were 12 and now you can go back to her. See ya. No, I'm kidding. I know it is. It is actually a really nice part of the tradition. So this is a super male dominant tradition. And apparently it's there's a lot of machismo, machismo uh-huh. going on with these men. It's like, uh, you know, uh, my eagle's the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, and like they... Uh, it's like a societal thing. So people in their communities, if their eagles are, if they're not good at hunting with their eagle, it's like everyone's like, you kind of suck. Oh, like they shun that community? I wouldn't say shun. That's probably a harsh word, but they probably get rocks thrown at them. Well, that's worse than just being shunned. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> like if you're shunned, you just like kind of talk to, but you're not being violently assaulted with rocks. I, that was just a really rude Stupid thing I joked about, and I retract it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Regrets. Regrets. But there is evidence that women have been eagle huntresses. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not as common. But there is a young woman named Ashol Pan Mm -hmm. who challenged this tradition in 2014. She is the first female to compete in the country's Golden Eagle Festival at 13 years old, and she won. <gasps> yes. Say her name again. Ashel Pan. Ashel Pan. Ashel Pan. Ashel Pan. And not all, so she won. And it hurt this image of her on a mountaintop with Holding this eagle. eagle. I've seen it. Yes. Yeah, it, it has gone viral. You guys have probably seen it too. This director back in America, I believe, Otto Bell. Is his name saw this image and was like, "What is going on? That is super cool." And you know, I don't know if you've seen these eagle hunters, but they wear their clothing, like but traditional to, uh, clothing. Yeah, it's just their clothes. Mm-hmm. But for us, it looks so exotic. They have these beautiful like caps that are 
animal skin lined with fur and their bright threads. Just really elaborate just to be winter clothes. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't have elaborate clothing to do nothing in. But um, so this director went over there, met her and recorded her. And she was just very fiercely like driven. Yeah. And she, they asked her parents were very supportive. Her father was like super into it. And he asked, he was asking him like, why are you supportive of this? But like, obviously other men aren't as into it. Cause a lot of the other local men were saying like, Oh, she's a tourist favorite. That's why she's doing well. Oh, oh, it's her Eagle. Who's doing well. Never giving her any credit for being a freaking badass 13 year old carrying a, eagle on her arm i was thinking when i was seeing these pictures of the men holding the eagle on their arm because they hold their arm outright i'm like doesn't your arm get tired and then here she is this little 13 year old but apparently her brother her older brother had gone off to join the mongolian army and so she was left to do kind of more of the boys Mm -hmm. chores so she was out with the herds and her so her dad just kind of had this comfort and because she was already doing men's work, he didn't feel weird about her doing yeah. eagle work. So um, I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, that movie is called The Eagle Huntress, which I, I haven't seen it, but I really want to watch it. I might do it tonight. What's it on? Do you know? Like, did you look and see what? I didn't see where I can watch it. Oh, okay. I think you can watch it on YouTube, though. Oh, okay. I don't know for a fact, but when I was searching for YouTube videos to watch about her, it, an hour and 40 minute video popped up. And I was like, oh, weird. That must be the whole movie. So you could try YouTube. Mm. Uh, and it's all a positive story, which There's the no sad story of, at the end. No. So like the person interviewing the director in this one article I was reading was like this family, this kid film or something. He's like, well, it's not really a kid film. Just because there's no sad or or actual, like, explicit content doesn't mean it's not an adult. for adults, yeah. Uh, which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. It's like, oh, because there's no sexual content or cursing, it's like, can't be for movie. an adult. You know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, I was... Sorry, I lost my spot. So, uh, I was watching this video of her that she had, like, made for her fans... of the movie she's adorable she just has this beautiful face and she's learning english she's going to a school that's teaching english and um i was watching it to figure out how to say her name Mm -hmm. and in the video it's just like a minute long she's saying thanks i'm going to the school um she said the following year after she won at the eagle competition Three more girls had signed up to compete. Yay! I know. Yeah, I love that. And that is girl power. The short but very interesting story about Ashel Pan. Ashel Pan from Mongolia. I love the it. The Eagle Huntress. The Eagle Huntress. I got a lot of my information from YouTube, uh, watching videos about her and um, different little short documentary type things about eagle hunters 
uh, Google images. It's so beautiful. These eagles are humongous. They could just rip the eyes out of these men. Like, they're huge. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's the first thing you think of is the eagles could rip the men's eyes out. (laughs) When you see these pictures, you'll think it too. Okay. I believe you. They're horrifying. Very good job. I love it. You know I'm all about some good girl power story. Yeah. I like it. Especially for Miller to watch. And not that it matters, but she is so cute. And just their, their clothes, their garb is so beautiful. Yeah. The, do you remember that movie? I think it was called Babies. Yeah. There was a Mongolian baby. Yes. And I, I loved that. The Mongolian baby story was like my favorite because the mom like went to birth the baby like on a motorcycle, had the baby and then just carried the baby while sitting on the, ro- on the roller coaster on the motorcycle like right after she had the baby at the hospital. Well, okay. Y'all, I've had a baby. Riding on a motorcycle is the last thing you want to do after, and it's over the terrain. I know. It's not like they're on a road. Yeah. They're, like, bouncing over mm-hmm. land. And she, and she, like, doesn't stay in, like, this nice hospital for a few days. She just has it. They tie the baby up in, like, strings. They like, I mean, it's in a blanket. And then they, like, tie it like a package, give it to the mom, and she walks out there and gets on the motorcycle. Bye. No. It's no, a, I know. And... It's just a different world over there. That's oh, why it's like, it's so, that's why even their clothes, you're just like, oh, they're yeah. so different. And the one part after the baby starts getting a little bit bigger, she has it uh, wrapped in the blanket still, but it's um, tied and then tied to like a post on the bed. So it can't roll off the bed. I just love that. It's like, I have to go work. And now the, hot babysitters. New, now the hot new baby trend are those those swaddle things that strap them down oh. so they don't move. <laughs> Have you seen this? No. It's like what all the moms want now. <sighs> it's a swat. I, all they needed was some rope. Yeah. You just give your friends rope at baby showers now. <laughs> this is what you want. Rope for your baby. This keeps your baby from smothering its face. Yeah, I didn't have any of the cool trinkets when Miller was a baby, so I don't know. People having you, babies I, now, I'm just like, I, I don't know. I laid her down in the bed. That, she's fine. <laughs> Thank God, I guess. <laughs> I didn't have these. I didn't even have a baby mom- monitor. Like, we just did. We did. <laughs> Anyways. I'm pretty sure you're always looking at her, though. Always. Which is why you do not need any toys or contraptions. You don't need a baby monitor unless you... Anyways, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but if you live in an apartment, you probably don't need a baby monitor. Okay. Would you like me to go? Is that enough about the <laughs> Mongolian baby? Uh, Yeah, that's enough. I just remember loving the Mongolian stuff, too, because yeah. the, the it's all so different from and any lifestyle gets, in it, westernized countries. It's so countries. true. He, I think it's a boy baby. So when he starts getting to, like, toddler age, he's just, like, so smiley and happy and he's outside, and of course, I don't know what the weather is. His top looks heavy, but he has no pants on, nothing on the bottom. He's just walking around outside, like, pantsless. If I'm thinking of the right thing, this could be a different part of the show, but... I think you're right, though. It's just so pretty. Oh, and then there's, like, the rooster that's, like, walking on the baby. He's, like, on the bed with the baby, and the mom has tied him to the bed. Yeah, just... I remember that. And the older brother... Oh, my God. Anyways, I want to watch that now. I want to watch Babies. That was such a cute little show. Anyways, okay. <laughs> I said, is that enough about babies? And then here I am. 
<laughs> reliving the whole movie in my head. <laughs> babies. I love babies. I want to hold a baby. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to talk to you today about <laughs> babies. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm going to talk yes, to she you. Yes, she is. <laughs> All right. Backstory. Because, duh, it's me and I can't tell you the story I'm going to tell you without telling you the backstory first. Tell me the story. It's who I am. I'm going to tell you the story and then I'm going to tell you the backstory after. Reverse. Perverse. Perverse. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't have a preference. I had a huge nostalgia trip about a week ago uh-huh. with just all these different things about the 90s and, um, you know, just the best time to be a child. But something that I hadn't thought about since probably I put 20 something years ago because I don't know how old I am, but I was probably younger than 10. So this makes sense. Is a show called Kablam. Do you remember it? No. I had a feeling you wouldn't remember it. I have a feeling you were too old for this show. Okay. So, honestly, I thought that I watched a lot of Disney shows. I didn't really watch a lot of Nickelodeon, I thought. But I think when I went over to, like, Carly's house and stuff, I watched a lot of Nickelodeon there. And then would come home and be like, oh, yeah, I liked that show, Carly's house. You know, like, we watched all that a lot at Carly's. I feel like we watched Nickelodeon, but it just wasn't as... It was more a convenience thing. Does that make sense? It was like, oh, we can't watch our Disney movie or whatever right now, but here's cartoons to fulfill our need for cartoons. Yeah, I, I kind of see what you're saying, but also I think the cartoons on Nickelodeon were really good. Um, and like, like, ah, Real Monsters and Doug and Rocco's Modern Life, they were kind of like scarier they well, were like, Doug wasn't scary. No, Doug was not I scary. Learned, but Ah, Real Monsters and... They were just darker. I did not like Rocco's Modern Life. I didn't either, actually. I thought it was so creepy. But I liked Rugrats. And, and I was a little probably... No, I was probably right on age for Rugrats. I loved Rugrats. I remember waking up every day. It was 7 a.m. was when Rugrats played. And we could watch one Rugrats show before we had to leave for school. So if I woke up in time, I could start and watch the whole thing. The things I did as a child. Anyway, so, yeah, like that. And then, um, what else? Oh, ang- um, Angry Beavers. Those types of shows. Oh, I, I didn't like Angry Beavers. Yeah, so it was like they were kind of like louder in your face types of shows. So I feel like we didn't watch them as much. Anyways, all of this to say. But I'll say when Noah came around, I felt like the cartoons got better for kids. Did you? Because they got Little Bear and they got uh, oh that was like Nick Blue Jr. Though. They they had little kid cartoons where when we were little kids it was just whatever cartoons were. It was on. just Rugrats played at seven a.m. That wasn't really a baby show. Exactly it was just about babies, babies. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about babies. She's pregnant. Good God, what's wrong with you, woman? <laughs> In this, I don't even want to talk to you anymore. You sound like Ron. <sighs> That was really fun, actually. I liked watching that. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a little bit of info first, but then I'm going to kind of just reminisce because after I started looking into this, I was like, oh my God, I remember this. Oh my gosh, I remember that too. And since you don't remember at all, you're going to just think this is amazing. Just kidding. You're going to have to watch some of these. Okay. So Kablam was the first show that was a spinoff of all that. So you know what all that was. Yeah, I didn't like all that. You must have just been right at the right age that it was too... 
young for you. I don't know. I never got into all that. What? It's true. Amanda Bynes. I didn't like it. Get out. I okay. was too cool for them. That's true. You were My really cool. My sense of humor was way better. Okay, but you were... Okay, <laughs> It this show was pitched to Nickelodeon in 1994. And in, in like two years later, the first pilot episode... Of all that? No, of Kablam. Okay. So if it started in 1996, you were... 10 years old. I was too old for you it. You were not that cool at 10. Yes, I was. Okay. I didn't like it. <laughs> what did you like? Leonardo DiCaprio. Forrest Gump. <laughs> okay. Grandma. I loved Forrest Gump. <laughs> Dirty Dancing. We Dirty listened. Dancing. We did watch a lot of inappropriate things, I think. I didn't. I really didn't like very much of the Nickelodeon crap. All right. All right. So one of these... Um, Shorts. So Kablam is a show full of shorts, different little small shows. Do you want to say something? No. Nope. <laughs> say it. I was just going to make a joke about all the shorts. Were they Bermuda shorts? Oh. Were they booty shorts? Were they cutoff shorts? It was a show Khaki shorts? showing different types of cargo <laughs> shorts. And okay. Bad so, joke. One of the first shorts was created by Mo Willems, and it was called The Off Beats. And it was initially a, produced as a standalone show, but it was nominated for an award. And they decided, since it was sh- short, it was a small episode, um, they decided to create Kablam and make other segments to go along with it. So, a uh, little side story. I really love Mo Willems. I'm sure you don't know who he is. And if anybody listening doesn't know who he is, he um, is a writer for children's books. He writes kids' books. And Miller and I love his books. He writes the Piggy and Gerald books. Do you know? Aww. And Nuffle Bunny. <laughs> I hate you. Anyways. Guys, I'm not a mom. <laughs> or a kindergarten teacher. I just, if I can enjoy the kids' books while I read it, that's what matters More to me. More power. I agree. Yeah. So anyways, shout out to one of my favorite children books, authors, books, authors, <laughs> Mo Willems. Anyways, I just didn't know he wrote for the show. So when I saw his name, I was like, well, that's cool. I thought he was just a children's book author. Okay. The show began production in 1996 and it premiered October 11th and it ran for four seasons and it got all but canceled by the 29th episode. And the last episode was broadcast on January 22nd, 2000. And they did continue showing reruns until 2001. But August 2005, Nicktoons changed its appearance and scheduled and canceled many of the shows in the process, including Kablam. Bye, Kablam. It was... Com- Wait, was Good Burger on Kablam? Um, no, that would have been like all that. Okay. Um... So after the show was canceled, the Kablam Presents shorts would continue to be shown. And and, and that happened until 2008. Anyways, they got rid of it because they wanted to save more room for commercial space, which is kind of annoying. Because I think it, when we were younger, it was not as big of a commercial thing. There was like way shorter amounts of time between the shows. And it was a lot of like those types of things happening. So, so... Now we're going to talk about the shorts that made the show so great. There, I'm only going to talk about uh, like a few of them. There was a lot of them. But the reason I want to talk about them is because of the style that they were all created in. So the first one was Henry and June. And they were the animated hosts. And they were like a comic book. And they would turn the pages and 
talk about what the show is next and um, they reveal the next cartoon or an alternate animation. And, um, but they were like kind of crudely drawn. They looked like kids drew them. They were really cute. They had like really funny little personalities. I think like the little girl, June was more like the go getter. And then Henry kind of was like the problem maker. And she would have to like lift him back up out of like the comic book strip below or something, that type of thing. Anyways, they were just a little short all on their I own. I want to say I kind of remember them. I feel like it was, was mostly white. Um, like a page. Yeah. Yeah, I think the more I tell you, you're going to probably remember this show, actually. Okay, go on. All right. So the next one is called Sniz and Fondue. And when I was researching this, this one kept coming up as like the main one, but I don't even remember it. Even looking at pictures of it and stuff, I was like, I don't really remember them. And it was just animated. They kind of looked like Rocco's Modern Life type of characters. And one was like super hyper and the other one was like the serious one. That was kind of their little shtick. But anyways... Um, I do kind of want to watch it to see if I remember it, but I didn't. This one, though, the next one is the banger. This was the best part. Action League Now. Come on. I'm like, I think I, I remember. remember it. Okay. That. So it was the best one, but it was filmed in Chuckmation or Chuckamation. I don't know what that is. So it's like the characters or props are just moved. Like by unseen hands and or they're like thrown. So they'll film it and someone's just throwing the object to make it look like they're flying or something. So it's all real objects, but they're just being moved kind of like stop motion. But anyways, so they're like um, action figures. Uh, Lost my spot. So Action League now featured a group of superheroes played by custom made action figures who fight crime in suburbia despite being total idiots. I think I remember that. It's so funny to me. I just loved it. So the four superheroes are The Flesh, Thunder Girl, Stinky Diver, and Meltman. Yes, I remember that. Okay, good. So it's considered to be the most successful Kablam short, and it briefly became a spinoff series in 2001. Action League Now is the only short to have a new episode with every showing of Kablam. It was like the centerpiece of Kablam. So everybody loved it. And it really was funny. I remember I watched a little clip too. And I couldn't really, really remember the premise other than that they were kind of like stupid and they didn't really know how to fight the crime. Um, but they were like five minute long story. So it's no surprise. I couldn't really remember them. But it was really cool. And I loved how it was filmed. Anyways, then this one was called Life with Loopy. And it was the life of a preteen boy named Larry and his strange experiences with his imaginative and creative younger sister, Loopy. And the characters were animated with stop motion puppet bodies, but their heads were created with metal and their facial features were magnetic. So they would change all their facial features out and do the stop motion with that. Um, and that was fun. I looked up this one. It was super cool to watch because I hadn't seen it in so long and I just had to kind of jog my memory. But I love stop motion. Yeah. A lot of these are stop motion, but different styles of stop motion. Yeah. And then the next one is called Prometheus and Bob, or it was also known as the Prometheus and Bob tapes. And it was shot like a documentary style, but it was like claymation. Um, and it was like a camera recorded mission log from Prometheus, who was an alien who came to earth and he was attempting to teach a caveman, Bob, everyday things from the use of fire to the act of ice skating. And there was also a third little member who was like a little monkey who would like be mischievous or whatever. But that one was also really funny. And I loved that it was like 
documentary style from Bob, or I'm sorry, from Prometheus, like this aliens coming to Earth and they're super sophisticated and he found a caveman. So anyways, it's pretty cute. And the last one is Angela Anaconda and it was cut out photo animations. It was like faces of the actor or whoever was portraying the person. But she was a little girl named Angela and she was a social outcast and she was that oh, always unpopular and there was a girl named Nanette who she just hated and she was like this little French girl but she kind of mocked Angela. Um, but it was stolen in like um, poem-like story that was narrated by Angela and she always kinds of uh, getting revenge on Nana in the episode. So I watched a couple of those um, because that story or the poem story was so cool um, and I never really thought of how interesting like those all were combined into one TV show. Yeah. It was super creative so I just liked remembering that show and I wanted to kind of give everybody else a little nostalgia trip because I think that these need to come back on some of the streaming sites. That is really interesting. I wonder if, well, let's see if it went off in the early 2000s. The kid, boys were too young. Um, but man, it sounds really cool. And it sounds like something they would like too. And I love thinking about it now as an adult because obviously it was adults probably who put it together. And so it's just kind of cool that they had a job. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I was thinking that it'd be really cool like that if, it was on a streaming service now, like for preteens, because I don't really know about what preteens watch on TV now. Like, I don't know what's popular to them. TikTok and YouTube. I feel, yeah, I feel like it's evolved so much just from when we were kids. Like YouTube is a massive thing that like, I didn't realize like the boys, my brother, our brothers and even Jonah and Ren, they just were watching hours and hours of YouTube stuff. Yeah, that's all the kids watch now is yeah. YouTube. Um, but I thought it would be cool if kids could see this now and see, like, different ways of animation. And yeah. Maybe it would give them a way to be creative and make their own little stop motion, especially, like, that chuckamation. Mm-hmm. It cracks me up. I had no idea that's what it was even called. But anyways, um, maybe I'll make my students do one or something. I thought that would be fun. Like, if we can go back in person, I mean. not. That's a home. good idea. Um, I should suggest that to Kim. She's an art teacher. Oh. My art teacher friend. That's a great idea. So stop motion. And because everyone's virtual. Yeah. Everything's with the computer right now. I'm taking pictures and my kids have to learn how to take pictures and send them in. So anyways, that's the story of Kablam and all the different shorts that went into creating the show Kablam. <laughs> that's I'm going to watch it on YouTube. Yeah. I, <laughs> I recommend watching Action League now. <laughs> Um, it's so funny. I watched a couple of episodes on YouTube and I was like, what? This was so fun when I was little. Anyways, do you have, um, a tiny goog you want to, Whoops. Oh, sorry. We, yes. we don't own the rights to that music. I do have a tiny, I have a few tiny googs. Oh, um, is this a, no. Are you playing us something? Is this one of your uh, songs you've practiced rapping to? No. Okay. I was trying to find that. So I was reading a magazine this morning and there was like a page of TikTok people that are going to be the next hot TikTok people. Uh-huh. And so I was looking them all up. But then I just, it dawned on me that the girl I, I stumbled across was last night on Instagram or something. Anyways. Uh, she gave me all these iPhone hacks. Okay. 
Like, you can turn your photos into GIFs and you can save them and turn them into little videos, like multiple photos. So that would work for the stop motion thing. Oh. That just dawned on me. Okay. I'll find it and send it to you. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, But my tiny googs this week are, drumroll please, Chris Fairbanks. (gasps) Chris Fairbanks. Do you need a ride? Yeah. Do you yeah. know? Who, have you seen him? I've never seen him. Okay. You know how. Want me to look up a picture while you're talking? Sure. His voice is very interesting. Does it not fit what he looks like? No. Okay. I was like, what does this guy look like? So I started listening to this podcast called Do You Need a Ride with Chris Fairbanks and Karen Kilgariff. And. It's really funny. They're both stand-up comedians. If you just need a laugh and to kind of like unplug, it's a really good... I listen to them when I work in the yard. It's one of my favorites right now. Um, but he's always talking about things that I've I've had a history of being attracted to those kind of guys. So I was like, what is this? Who is he? Because I kind of had this whole other idea built up about him. I don't want to put it all out there, but... <laughs> because I want you all to develop your own impressions. But when I looked him up, I was like, oh, hello. Hey, daddy. Mm, that, he's a zaddy. Ooh, look at this. Let me see. He's really cute. Okay. Uh, but if you listen to him, it's not that he doesn't sound cute. I just, he has such an interesting voice that I thought he was going to look totally different. Yeah, he. I really thought this is not what I was expecting. Exactly. Um, he's just always talking about, you know, he was always chasing snowboarding and he was a skater and da, 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 da. Like, I don't know. I was like, okay, this is weird. Like, he does not sound like that's what he would be into. Right. Um, but he's originally from Montana. Fun fact. What? Yeah. I love that. Um, basically I Googled him because his voice is so unique. I had to see what he looked like. Yeah. And then I saw that he's from Montana and I thought that was cool and. He just cool. he, he's really funny and he's really witty, like really quick. And that's attractive too. Definitely. We like a funny witty guy with a wide nose and a mustache. And a mustache. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> well, I have a tiny goog. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> so funny. There's nothing on it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, I have been wanting, wait, hold on. That's not the right word to use. Um, I've been needing desperately (laughs) to work in my flower beds in my front yard. They're scary and awful. And I just, I'm, I'm a fan of the ignore, ignore, ignore. And the problem doesn't go away, but I You do need to put a light bulb in your front porch. Oh, I see. I just go inside. It's dangerous. I shut the door out of sight, out of mind. It's dangerous. I don't think about anything until later. I know I hear what you're saying, but I'm also ignoring, ignoring. Switching a light bulb is the easiest. Can I put any type of light bulb in there? Yeah. It doesn't have to be a specific outdoor light bulb. I don't think so. It's in a little cabinet. Yeah, I'd have to open that. There's probably 500 spiders in it. It's not nearly as scary as watching you run and scream up to your front door when I dropped you off last night. Okay. So, (laughs) anyways... I I was talking to mom about it and she was like, oh, I'll help you. And I was like, great. <laughs> mom, come do my flower beds for me. So I was mentioning just putting down some mulch and forever, really. But I mean, maybe until 
I think of something to plant, but she was telling me about chrysanthemums uh-huh. and that they're really beautiful. And so I Googled them because I need a visual reference. I'm a visual learner and they're so pretty. I forgot how pretty they are when they start blooming for the fall. But anyways, so I looked up chrysanthemums and um, some other fall foliage. foliage and So can you plant them now? Yeah. And they bloom and they're really beautiful for the fall. And they like stay as cute little shrubbery. That's what mom was saying. If this is not true, I don't know. I don't, All I how Googled, do you spell chrysanthemum? Oh, I can spell it for you. It's C-H-R-Y-S-A-N-T-H-E-M-U-M-S. Got it. If you would have seen how I spelt it, you would have been shook. Oh, yeah, they're mum-like. Yeah, that's hence the mums part at the end of it. Oh, they are mums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you didn't have to get all fancy with your chrysanthemums. <laughs> you could have just said mums. I love mums. I like... Okay, good. I'm probably going to plant four. You'll probably... That probably means you need eight. <laughs> no, I just want two on, like, by the steps. Mm. Two on each side of the steps. I would do... Th- Six then. Three on each side. Anyways. You should never just do two. It's four all together. But they're not all together. Okay, what's your next goog? I don't want to talk. I don't want to fight about three, this. Three. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't remember why I Googled this. That's okay. But I was researching Ramona age eight. Oh, right. Well, you told me that Miller should read it. Maybe that's why you were looking it up? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. That's it. That's the whole thing. Yeah, by Beverly Clearly. Cleary. Mm-hmm. All just, right, so my did you read just it? Kidding. Yeah, I I loved Ramona when I was a kid. I read anything Beverly Cleary when I was age eight. <laughs> I re- I have very specific memories of going to the library, Elliot, and checking out books. Aww. Like I would go right there to get the books. That's so cute. I was really cute at eight. I really was. I had the short boy haircut. Blue overalls. Blue overalls. Oh, jean overalls. I had all the colors of overalls. They're probably corduroy, some of them. You got your hair cut like that because of mom. I did. You I copied mom. I said I mom. wanted my hair like yours. And she said, are you sure? And I said, yep. So she chopped it all off. Were you sad? Nope. I loved it. It was perfect for you, honestly. I was. I rocked it. I think you should do it now. No. I would never cut my hair short like that again. I think if you did like a beeper cut... Nope. <laughs> on a on a full grown woman, that's called the Karen haircut, and I would never do that. I'm not saying a stacked bob. You're saying a bob in the front. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it real long in the front and short in the back. Okay. I think you could rock it. Nope, I sure couldn't. Just spike Tara, it out. You know how? Just I- bleach the tips in the back and spike it out with a comb and some you gel. You already know how I feel when I cut like. Four inches of hair off. Sheridan still thinks her hair is short from the time she cut it like five years ago. I cut it probably a year ago. And I thought it was too short. And it wasn't. No, I'm talking about the time before that. I feel like you never, that you never stopped. My hair has never gotten as long as it did since then. Well, (gasps) Sheridan, the reason it was so long was because you just had Miller. She's caressing her face with her hair right now, you guys. Well, I, I love my hair long. And I can't have short hair. That's the end of the story. Okay. Okay. My next Goog. (laughs) (laughs) 
I honestly can't remember what your goog was. Oh, Ramona. What is going on? Fast forward. Ramona is now on Real Housewives in New York and drinks herself silly and has plastic surgery. That's what I was going to say. That must be why I like Ramona so much on Real Housewives because it brings me back to being eight and reading Ramona. Ramona on Real Housewives is a hot mess express. All right. So you may ask yourself, is Sheridan a hypochondriac? Is Sheridan always using her tiny computer to self-diagnose herself with some medical problem? The answer is yes. You would be correct. All right. I'm not really a hypochondriac. Like, I don't go to the hospital because I just don't go to the doctor. But guess what? I'm a doctor and I just use my phone to tell me what's wrong with me. My latest medical research has included... I've having pains not in my stomach. Oh god. In my stomach region. It was like a stabbing feeling and I was like, ah, I don't like that. That doesn't feel very good. And gas. you know, it's probably gas. It's probably uh stress, you know. I keep getting weird about it. It's probably your appendix. And everything I Google, I was like, no, that's not what's wrong. No, that's not what's wrong. Basically the internet has shamed me and was like, hey, drink more water nerd and i was like okay wow that was kind of rude so i drank some more water and guess what guys if you're listening and you think is my appendix rupturing is my spleen exploding <laughs> maybe i should just be more like sheridan and just drink some more water that's basically what the internet told me <laughs> it was like there's nothing wrong with you you just haven't drank water today it's so funny my when i don't when i have a pain my instinct is not to google it I never think to Google it. You're like, you're you're doing my flower bed method where you just ignore it, ignore it, ignore I it. I don't ignore it. I say, oh, that's probably gas. I'm like wh- how you were with Miller. You're like that with medicine now. Like the new moms, how they are with all the baby equipment. That's how you are with medically diagnosing now. You're like, oh, I have all these access now. Yeah, that's true. You're right. I'm like, when I was a kid, I just threw the baby in the river. I just <laughs> I just gave the baby to the fairies. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. I, I think also like home remedies, just drink some Sprite, eat a few saltines. Always have a trash can ginger ale nearby with a liner with a Walmart sack in it. Wait, did this story turn to a pukey story? Yeah, I'm just saying most of the times only home remedy stories I can think of are when I was puking. Oh, strawberry soda. Except for when you're puking because you don't know if you're throwing up blood or something. I never wanted strawberry soda when I was stomach sick. Oh, anytime I was sick, I just wanted strawberry soda. I, I kind of want strawberry soda anytime. 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 <laughs> All right. Well. Are we done? Do you have any more tiny googs? Do I have any more medical problems to talk to you about? All right. We'll see next week. Next week. You know, that's true. Anything is possible. Between now and then, I'm sure something will happen to me. Welcome to your 30s, as Devin would say. All right. Well, yeah, you're right. Okay. You want to sing us out? That's your job. You have one job in this life. <laughs> okay. Um, 
You know, I try to think of a different style of song each time. I think our best was the rock and roll. Why don't we try reggae? Don't worry. Just say goodbye. Goodbye is every little thing. We're going to say goodbye. Goodbye. So don't worry. Just say goodbye. Goodbye.